Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, William Smith, and we only have a few more weeks yeah. before we, That's uh, true. you know, I, I keep mentioning these breaks, right? Because I'm like, I'm trying to get in my summer mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I need the summer mode. I definitely uh, need that. Yeah, mm. this this is going to be a, a an interesting summer. Um, especially in Chicago, where really Chicagoans live for summer because we know that the weather is good and we have yep. typically so many music festivals and outdoor events and all Taste this of Chicago. Stuff. Yeah. Yes, that, if, that officially all got canceled this past week. Mm. They have finally sent out the final thing to say, basically, Taste of Chicago, all of that stuff canceled. Oh, man. All yeah. of it. So... It is heartbreaking for Chicagoans because, like I said, we, we muster through the crazy of winter mm-hmm. and, and, and all, you know, that we have to endure for this and for that to be canceled. That's, that's tough. But that's all right. I have a backyard. <laughs> I have speakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife's hooked up the, the deck, so she's, she's made it look like a magazine. Yep. Um, so we're, yeah. we're chilling. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm working on my back. I have a front porch that is looking amazing right now. So awesome. Yeah, so I spend a lot of time out there. But no more depressing news about Chicago. We have a really fantastic guest. <laughs> um, I was telling Will prior to um, when we were getting ourselves situated that our guest is a true sister friend of mine. So I'll talk more about that in a moment. But for now, Will, what do you have for us? As a music well, tip. Uh, the music tip for today is use your network. Not just build your network, <laughs> but use your that? network. How about that? <laughs> Don't just collect email addresses and phone numbers. Mm. Contact those people and have conversations. Mm. And you, you never know when their needs may align with your needs. Yeah. So... Uh, I had a perfect example of this yesterday. Um, uh, I guess last week I was talking to a, a frat brother of mine, and and I'm I'm working on my taxes. I'm almost done, but I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else I can do. And, uh, and I asked <laughs> anything him, that I can do to get some of this money back, Go get, ahead. get some of this down. You know, it's a bit too much to be paying. So uh, yeah, he said, "Well, if you tried so and so," and I said, um, "Yeah." That's that's right. He does do, do taxes, and so I called called him yesterday. He's a CPA and a lawyer, and uh, and you know we went through the whole whole thing, and he gave me some great tips. And so I mean that's yeah. that's it. Use your network. Use you know? your network. Yeah, this is that's that's a really good tip because I do think that people get all caught up in networking, networking, and then when it's time to actually you know begin to to be in that space. Either people don't know how mm-hmm. <laughs> to use their network or they are just really, they start getting a little scared and paralyzed by, you know, suppose they reject me or suppose they say no. Exactly. Suppose they don't yeah. want it. And, you know, if they say no, you're the same space you in right now. So, you know, just yeah. 
You really have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. That's right. So, yeah. Good tip. Good tip. Hey, life lessons. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Banzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Yes. So speaking of networking, I this is this is definitely how I met our guest. Um, I don't even know if she really knows this. I want to tell just a little backdrop and then we'll bring her in the conversation. Um, some years ago, my guitar player out here, he he knew that I was really trying to level up and that I needed to get more connected to people who were heavier in the actual music industry beyond Chicago. And he had a friend or a musician friend who um out of LA um who is friends with her and he my my guitarist, his name is Gary. Gary's like, you know, I think you need to reach out. I don't know what she's going to be able to do for you, but she just sounds like she does some good stuff. <laughs> so you just need to like call her and just, find, and I was like, so I'm just going to call just random, you know, and just be like, hi, I'm Kenya, you know, and he's like, yeah, pretty much, you know, like just reach out. And so, <laughs> so it's funny you talk about networking because this was definitely more a cold kind of call, cold, like I didn't know how much she really knew about me and me know about her, but um, just to let you know, uh, it's important for us to bring not just artists on our show, but to bring the actual people who make this music machine move. Yeah. And so the the behind the scenes people um, are really critical. And so our guest today has a background with doing music management of such artists as Kenny Lattimore, um, Howard Hewitt, you know, some really, some some big heavy hitters and, and, and more yeah. that she can share when we yeah, talk. And she's also behind the scenes with managing all the crazy that you see when artists are touring and the festivals. And then on top of all of that, she has her own podcast um, titled Unshakable Woman, which is amazing. And I've been honored to have some of my music played on there. She'll talk more about that. And she's an author and she's a mom. I mean, she's she's kind of all of those <laughs> And so this is, she's a mentor for me, but she's also a, a sister friend. So Cheryl Stabler, welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Well, good morning from Los Angeles, my East Coast friends. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for waking up. But you always wake up, so I don't feel so bad. You wake up early anyway, so. Yeah, I wake up with the sun and I go to sleep with the moon. So I, you know, uh, I'll sleep when I'll sleep when God puts me six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to our show. I, I really appreciate you taking the time, and we we I, we have so many artists that listen to this and need to understand a little bit more about how the process goes behind the scenes. And I know you have, you've been in the industry for a while. And so if you could just start by, you know, I said a myriad of things that you do, but if you can let our listeners know really what you currently, you know, is your baby and what you're doing and, and your background, how you got into this, this business. Oh, well, maybe that's where I should start because I did not wake (laughs) up one day and say, I want to be in the music industry. Um, Mm. Because my background was software project management. I developed software for the Los Angeles Times for a number of years. And then I took off to raise my kids. And then one of my besties called me and said, girl, my uh, my assistant can't do this European tour with me. You're a project manager by trade. You want to roll with me? And her name is Rochelle. Her name is Rochelle Farrell. I'm like, oh, I don't know nothing about Ta-da. the music industry. <laughs> and she goes, it's easy. Just manage the band, manage the hotels, manage the ground. You know, make sure sound is good. And you know, I kind of just started learning by doing. Um, and then after doing a number of shows with her, I said, look, if y'all gonna pull me into this crazy industry, I'm gonna take a year off. Just make a list of who the decision makers are and how the business runs behind the business. And so that's what I did. I, I, I opened up a small company called Artist Concierge because people started calling me. I, my phone was filled with managers and publicists and travel people. And, and um, I would help people with like one-offs um, if they mm-hmm. just needed someone to go on the road with them or someone to help them manage a piece of their business. Um, mm-hmm. And I took a year to learn all about uh, my friends at CSAC and BMI and the Recording Academy and, you know, a booking agencies. I learned the business behind the business, what record labels were looking for, what radio promote we're looking for. And as Will had spoken earlier, you, using your team, uh, learning how to use your network. And um, I have the best mentor in the world who has been in this business for almost 50 years. He's managed everyone from, let's see, oh my God, from Britney Spears to TLC, mm-hmm. still has Johnny. He's had uh, Freddie Jackson, every, almost everyone mm-hmm. who has been a hit. He's helped with the development of um, In Vogue. He he was my go-to. And so we had this, this game, so to speak, where he would always say, well, do you know such and such? And I always carried this notebook with me. I don't know them now, but I will know them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you, you reached out to me, and that's how I reached out to people. And the, the very last person on my list who I needed to meet was an amazing woman who runs radio, Kathy Hughes. And um, John, Johnny had an event here in L.A., and I had a conference with some women downtown. And he says, well, I need you to go. And Johnny's got this interview. Can you be on site? Can you come down, help out? And by the way, 
Kathy Hughes is going to be up here. So I need you to be here at such and such. <laughs> By the way. And I said, you, I said, I have a conference with like 12 women downtown. He says, look, Negro, didn't you say you wanted to meet Kathy Hughes? Is she on your list? She's the last person on your list. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And so he made it happen. And uh, that night I, I also met Maxwell that night, but I, I was with Johnny in the room and then Johnny walked me down with him when he went to the carpet and there was Kathy and my mentor whispered in her ear and she put her hand up to the cameras. I'll never forget this. And she says, I need a minute. And she turned around and introduced herself to me and she literally gave me five minutes with her. Um, and that's what I tried to give back to people who are coming up um, with me. When people mm. reach out, I never turn them down. I can't help them. I advise them or I connect them. Um, wow. I'll never forget those who stepped in the gap for me, especially as a woman um, on the management side, because there's not that many. And there's almost zero women who work exclusively with men on the road. Um, mm. So it's been a learning experience. It's been fun. Kenya was an amazing experience. And what Kenya didn't tell you is <laughs> Kenya came ready to play. So, you know, there are people who say, yeah, I want to put music out. I want to do this. I want to do that. I mean, you listen to the music. The music ain't right. Their skills not developed. They've never been on a stage. Kenya was came ready to play. So she was easy. <laughs> you know, but that that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And wow. uh, that that's Love how it. I got to where I am now. You know, but I did step away from going on the road for a minute, and that's when I started working with um festivals and running backstage operations and, you know, managing 15 groups in one weekend. And that's where I've met a lot of the people in the industry and where I learned sound and where I learned, you know, stage plotting. And so all of that experience helped me when I would actually go on the road with my artist um, and be able to walk up to a soundboard and say, hey, <laughs> right. you know, what's up with the sound? Um, so it's been a great experience, um, you know, and now we're switching gears, but it's it's been a great experience. Awesome. Wow. I told y'all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. I wasn't going to throw yeah. myself in the mix. She had enough to share. I said, we'll get to me later, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll vouch for Kenya. Kenya's always prepared and on top of the game. So, yes, Absolutely. I, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely, say, I'm, I'm blushing over here. No, I. It's funny. I I don't know any other way. I I think that that's just how. And Will, you're the same way. I mean, you know, we. I think we're just kind of groomed like that. When you're, you know, mm -hmm. you, you get some, or you, <laughs> you get devastated, or somebody tells you how much you are not on your game, and you get so embarrassed that it's like, okay, I'm not. I got to figure this out so that I don't look crazy, as I'm doing. Yeah, I think but, that yeah. that. Uh, Gospel choir experience, um, <laughs> yeah. like whipped everybody into shape. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl, we Will and I met at Howard. We both went to Howard together, and we were all right. gospel choir together. Yeah, we we've known each other since we were eighteen years old, and and we started mm -hmm. our relationship in gospel choir. And that, for the real, real, taught you you do not come any lesser than 
then perfect. <laughs> right. Not perfect well, you know, you know, we always have to we always have to move three to five times bigger and better than everybody else. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and yes. so you know that's what Howard taught you. Um, yeah. You know how to how to compete in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. but as you were speaking of, um, of 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 Kenya being ready, I, I think the one piece that I really want to just put out on your podcast and so many people are listening is, you know, my, one of my dream visions is to have a true visionary that has a little pocket money to be able to come with a big heart and help some of these independent artists mm-hmm. who really want to get their money to radio. What hurts my soul is when you hear some amazing artist and they don't have that financial support that they need. They, they don't have yeah. the rate. They don't have the record label, nor do they have the big pockets for radio. And radio is expensive, you know. But that's the biggest way to really get out there with your brand. And um, mm-hmm. it would be cool just to have like an independent hub um, mm-hmm. to tap into yeah. and say, "This is where all the independent artists go." with someone who really cares about getting their music to market. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, Cheryl, yeah. that, that right there, I, I, I have many discussions about that. And like you said, there's just so many talented um, independent artists that are, that's, that are, that, that do music at a, <laughs> at a level that's so beyond what we hear, you know, in mainstream, mm-hmm. but yeah. So yeah, well, I know we, I've totally t- taken over, we're gonna let Will ask his question. It's, it's okay. Well, I, I got a whole bunch of questions. Once, once I, once I knew, once Kenya told me basically the whole backstory and, and gave me all the info, I was like, oh, I got a whole lot of questions. So well, let's uh, go. Yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah. Like, which one do I start with first? But one, one of the ones, one of the things I just looking at the, the variety and diversity of of artists that you've you've worked with and managed. Um, how just one thing is what's the difference between your management approach uh, with with the sort of established artists versus a new artist? Well, I primarily work with established artists. Okay. Um, I had a developing artist last year um, named Ali Gabriel, mm-hmm. um, and same thing. Like he's like a Kenya. He came to me and. Um, He's, he has over a hundred placements on film and TV. Mm. Um, he's done a lot on the, the, the sync side of the music business, but not mm. from the stage. And amazing voice. <clears throat> and we, uh, he had an opportunity to open up the new show on NBC Songland. And his very first um, song that the public has heard um, which, which is something new, um, which was sung for John Legend. Mm. And John Legend decided not to go with him. And I, mm. and then after the show, he, he sat down with me and he was really bummed. I'm like, why are you bummed? That's a good thing. He didn't take that song. Let's run with it. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we ran with it. It went to radio, his first time on radio. And there's nothing like in the face of an artist when their song goes to the radio and their videos are getting millions of plays. Um, 
with each artist, you kind of just have to assess where they are and where they want it to go. So for him, it wasn't so much, I want to be a star. For him, it was more, I just want to get my music out there so people hear my music. Right, right. You know, because he's never really done stage. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the opportunity with Kenny was a blessing because we had been friends for 20 years. So it was like peanut butter and jelly. <clears throat> and it's, it still is, even though we're not t- working together and he's happily married to his new queen now. Yeah, yeah. He is mm-hmm. still, he is still my brother. Um, God has blessed me to be around a number of artists first who are faith filled artists. And, you know, Kenny was more my prayer partner first than he was my client, <laughs> mm. you know? And mm-hmm. so we, we had a different kind of synergy. And so, Every with him because he was already established. It was more like running a business. Um, every, each morning, eight o'clock in the morning. Here's here's what's on the table. Here's what we're doing for social media. Here's what we're doing for PR. Here's what's going on with the record label. Here's the schedule for the video. It was more like a business, and so I ran the day to day for him, and allow him to stay in his creative space. So even when he had to get on the road without me, he never had to do anything except look at his phone and see what time is my flight, who's picking me up, and um, who has my keys to check into the hotel. I kept him in a creative space because that was kind of where he wanted to be as an artist. He's like, you handle everything. And any call that came to him, he sent to me. So I literally handled everything. 100% 100% of the business. Um, wow. That's a dream. Howard's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream for any artist. <laughs> I'm hearing you talk about it. I'm like, ooh, that sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he is um, a lot different than um, working with like a female artist. Um, and not to discriminate, but I love working with male artists. They're just easy. You know, uh, we'll go to the the airport. He'll get in his seat. I get on mine. I'll see you when we get down and get our luggage and get to the car, get to the hotel. You go to your room. I go to mine. I'll see you at dinner, you know, or I'll see you at sound check and I'll send him a schedule. This is where you need to be. Your sound check. Here's VIP meet and greet. Here's stage so easy um women artists and i'm just going to say this for all the women artists who are listening um (laughs) the managers seem to um be how should i put it um uh errand women um can you go to the store i forgot a brush i forgot bobby pins (laughs) i need my stylist um i don't want to walk by myself and you know it's a lot more work i love them but it it, it's a lot more work yeah and I don't yeah, think yeah. they're really mindful of that. <laughs> mm, yeah. You that's a yeah. good point. I actually was going to, that kind of centers around a little bit of my question. Because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously I'm a female artist. And a lot of times I will think about, like, you know, you want so badly to what Kenny is saying as far as let me just be artist. Like, you, you want that so badly. And then I'll feel kind of guilty with that. It's like well, you want me just to be artist? Shouldn't I go to the soundboard? Shouldn't I go check on <laughs> that? You know, that, that becomes hard. But I was going to ask you, 
people who are listening who I know listening to you describe this, a part of me is like, man, maybe I should go and, and do more of that. Because I don't know, my brain kind of works in that direction a bit, uh, that analytical space. And sometimes I uh-huh. feel that's why I, I tend to lean and I'm leaning more now on the business side because my brain is it's definitely, it likes to lean in that space. But what advice would you give? Um, you, you gave a good example of what you did, but what advice would you give to a person who is wanting to get more in management and, you know, doing a lot of the things that you've described that you've done? Um, study the business. Um, what, what pains me are people who wake up one day and say, I just want to be a manager or I won't name any names, um, but some artists who have their homeboys running with them from high school who don't have any business experience, who never took the time to network, um, to learn the business. Um, I know an artist who's been in the game for over 30 years. And uh, when they came to me, I'm like, well, who's handling your post-star reporting? Who's handling your PROs? He's like, what? What? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You're on the. You're, you do like three shows a week. What do you mean what? Oh, um, wow. and, yeah. and just and just just being able to handle the business side as well. Um, and as a woman, being able to stand in your space and know that you are strong enough to compete with the men at the table. Um, I've had a couple of run-ins with record label folks and um, one funny one, my, my partner, my former partner was on the line and this record label head came at me and it was so woman bashing. Mm. And my Former partner said he wanted to stand up for me. Now you wouldn't say that to me because I'm a man. I'm like, no, 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 I got this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and after it was all said and done, we hang, we hung up. My former partner said, "Oh, you didn't see that one coming," <laughs> you know. And <laughs> till this day, that record label head and I are really good friends. Um, but it's a male-driven business, and if you're a woman. You really need to find other women to bounce things off of, for one. Mm-hmm. And you need to have um, um, a strong sense of who you are and to have thick skin. I think it's a little easier for the men than it is the women, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes down to contracts. Uh, what I had a male manager ask me, well, how do you how do, you do this and this for contra- contracts? And... and um, and he has said the word make an offer. I said, I don't use that language, make an offer, um, as a woman, because it opens up such a big door because men think they're the best negotiators. I tell mm-hmm. men, here's my number. Yeah. Deal yeah. with it or bring me something different. Um, mm-hmm. But we, you just have to um, find that sisterhood to um, uh you guys lean on each other to teach each other the the ways to go on that journey if you're going to be in the music industry. You really need to have a strong sisterhood to bounce things off of. If I didn't have my sisterhood, I would I would be in a crazy house somewhere <laughs> dealing with men in this in this industry. I just would. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, um, you know, 
Cheryl did some consulting for me, and she definitely, she has the thick skin. Like, I've seen, it's so funny. She's so pleasant and so sweet, and we're talking, and we're laughing, and you can hear her smiling, and she is really such a, like, sweet <laughs> But when it comes down to, I remember one time I had a show, I was opening for Stokely, and, um, you know, Cheryl was like, okay, listen, you need to make sure they pay you and they do this right, you know, right before. Do not get on that stage unless la, la, la. And I'm like, but Cheryl, but if she's like, ah, 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 promise me, no, you got to get on. Do not get on this stage unless all of this stuff is in order. Business has to be in order. And so I've, having someone like that behind you who can, you know, if they're going to get mad, let them get mad at her. And that's as a manager, you don't you, you got to be ready for that because the artist, um, you know, needs to really be in that space. And if they're worried about, is this person, you know, mad at me? And did this sound guy, is he trying to, you need to have that thick skin so that mm -hmm. you can get in that. And, and if you're trying to be a manager, you have to take that on for your artist and understand that. And don't, at the same time, don't make the mistake of turning off the people so bad because then they'll never want to book your artist. So, yeah. um, yeah. It's a, it's a thin line. Cause I've had to, I've had to, Tell Kenny two shows we had to walk away from, and he was on site. I'm like, oh, you don't have the money for sound check? All right. Well, my client is he's going back to the airport now, and he's going back to Los Angeles. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got to make those hard decisions sometimes. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're this. This is like uh, the the dream for a lot of artists. They they're they're looking for that person to be in their corner. And um, and I I think people are, are want, wanting to know when uh, at what point uh, in their career as an as an artist should they seek out a manager and also I guess it's probably a different point different people that they need to to have because at one point you know you might need a booking agent you might need a you know a tour manager but um, what what point should an artist be when they're when they should look for a manager. Um, I would say when you're already making some noise in the market, um, mm -hmm. you have a following, you've been doing shows, you've got your, your buddy or a small agency booking you and you're at the point when you're ready to just launch into radio and full run PR, that's when you need a manager. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people who are, who have reached out. I have people who reach out like on LinkedIn and say, you know, I'm starting in the music business. I need a manager. No, you don't. Um, I, I, I suggest a lot of people to reach out to um, colleges, um, to your schools and look for people who are either in management or PR and create relationships with someone who you trust, who can help you start booking those small shows. That's where you start. Um, you know, you don't need PR when you start, you need PR when you have a story and you need management when you have, when you, you need management, when you're making money, because managers make 15% of what you make. And so if you're not making any money, there's your answer. <laughs> you're not ready for a manager yet. Right, right, right. <laughs> Right. Or if you're 15% of your hundred bucks that you get for your thing, that you're probably not quite ready either. So you also have to kind Abs of look at, yeah, what you're making. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, 
so for you, how do you keep your staff organized? Because <laughs> I because that list of people that you you, you work with, uh, I hope it, I think it's simultaneously. Um, how do you handle all of those uh, those projects well, at the same time? I came off the road with Kenny as I was going into a divorce. And so when I was with Kenny, it was just Kenny. I would do occasional spot shows for Lucens or for Shanice, or if my former partner needed me to check on one of his clients. But my core client was Kenny and everyone knew my priority. Mm, um, okay. And when I came off the road, um, you know, I just, I'm, I worked, but I didn't work. So with Howard, I don't book Howard shows. Um, I'm helping Howard to take a step up on the marketing side. You've been in the business forever. You sing, but where, where are your additional revenue streams? So let's think about that. And it was another kind of, here's a friend of I've had for 20 years. You know, what are you doing with your business kind of thing? And we... We're just having a lunch. He's also a neighbor. And I said, Nick, bro, you wear everybody else's hats. Why don't you wear your own hat? You know, he's like, well, make it happen. I'm like, okay. And so we launched the Howard Hewitt Hatline Collection last year. Um, Mm. And I'm during this during this downtime, um, I'm helping him to become comfortable with something that he's never done which is marketing his brand, learning how to get on lives, doing shows on lives, doing interviews on lives. This is a whole new space for him because he's mm-hmm. over 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Damien, uh, yes, he will be 60, 64 in October. Yeah. <laughs> I well, hope he's not looks listening. Really good. <laughs> uh, no, I, was say, he, I mean, I watched him doing a live not too long ago. And yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah, and, and Damien's a different story, you know. And I, Damien pulled me at um, at Teddy Riley's um, unveiling for his star, and after calling me for three days, he's like, "Look, Negro, I need a manager." And um, like, well, what are you managing? You're what guy, you know? But you know, the way God works is um, he's got this amazing amazing sense of logic that the world has never seen. And mm-hmm. we sat down to listen to music and talk about music. And we talked about information technology for like two hours. And wow. I'm like, dude, there's this whole other side of you that people don't know. And so we were to launch new music for him. Um, but because of COVID, um, that's been on hold. So again, with him, it's about rebranding um, and creating this brand called Damien Hall, separate of Guy. So I've kind of stepped back a little bit from touring because we're not doing that. And so we're finding other things to um, make the artist a little bit more whole um, mm. during this space. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ah. Uh. Well, I that you know because that's interesting. I, I think about mainstream artists and how are they negotiating this time? Because you know most of the those artists that we just were talking about and those who are heavy on radio and so forth, they're, the the belly of their music or of their income 
is from touring and from performance and having that completely gone, you know, how, how are they managing that? And so it's, it's interesting because everything has been flattened. So the independent artists who, we, we, we know how to create 3,000 streams of <laughs> revenue because it's yeah. the only way that we can, you know, survive. And right. um, now that's having to be the case pretty much with any artist, even even outside of music. I, I know other artists who are in other areas of entertainment who are having to rebrand themselves a certain kind of way so that they get new streams. So. Yeah, I think it depends on where you are. And and some of them, like um, Johnny and Ralph Tresvent, they're, they're in a studio. Ralph Tresvent is going to radio with a new single coming soon. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you do see some people now going to radio and deciding, let me just be in a creative space. That is if they have the financial backing to do that, exactly. you know. And some artists aren't wishing to to do that right now. So I think it depends on personally where they are um, financially and um, what they want to look like when they come out of this. Wow. Yeah. Well, we only have a few minutes left. Well, see, I see how fast this goes. I'm looking at my coffee. I told you. Like, oh, yeah. God, it goes fast. <laughs> But you said you had a lot of questions. Do do we have time for one more question from you, Will? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think we do. Um, and I won't be so, question, I won't be so long winded. I'll oh, answer no, fast. We love it. It's no, okay. We want that. No, no, it's okay. Um, well, mainly it was uh, what what is some of your favorite moments as a manager? Oh God, I can tell you my one favorite favorite of all. Awesome. Um, having to get Rochelle to Atlanta literally in 24 hours after her missing like three or four flights. She just, (laughs) she had just lost um, the Duke. And after George Duke's passing, she didn't want to work. She didn't want to do anything and literally having to push her onto a plane. And um, when we got there, we literally, um, we had no luggage. They lost our luggage. Um, I remember sitting at a bar Trying to uh, calling publicists in Atlanta looking for clothes. Eric Benet's buying me drinks. I literally, I was, I was a crazy woman, and so I finally just get, I finally just gave the hotel boutique my credit card. Go to this room, dress this woman. We have no clothes. Buy the toothbrush for her, <laughs> and and we finally got her to this stage. Literally, and I asked, I asked the stage manager, how much time do I have? He said, you got one minute to get her to stage, or she's going to be breach of contract. We literally were running Ooh. to the stage. And when she hit the stage and she started singing, it was raining Mm. and we were outside and all these people in Atlanta had their umbrellas and she started with one of her slow songs. I think it was Sister. Mm. And I remember just being grateful. I literally was on my knees and my face on that stage. And I looked up and I saw this couple holding hands and swaying back and forth. And I said, that's what I work my ass off for. It's wow. not for the person that's on the stage. It's for those people who spend their hard-earned dollars to go and enjoy a moment of music. Mm. And after that, I always would look out at the people in the audience. At that point, it's mm-hmm. not even about the client. It's, mm-hmm. it's about those people who 
came to hear the music or came to celebrate an anniversary or a first date or who are just dancing at their seats with their, with their boo. Um, that's what I work my ass off for those moments. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. That's special. That was probably one of the best I think we've heard as far yeah. <laughs> as yeah, yeah. Yeah. That 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 has me me uh puts me in a different place now. That's yeah, that's that was important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's the point. That's the point of it yeah. all. You know, that's yeah. Yeah, that's the whole Absolutely. point of it all. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been wonderful. Of course, you know, we could go on and on because there's so many other things I wanted to also touch on. But I, I definitely don't want us to leave without you letting people know how they can listen to your podcast and how they can follow you. And, you know, just make sure that they can probably try to reach out to you. Can you manage me? But no, no, no. Exactly. You use your discretion. <laughs> but just how can people get to get to know you a bit more off of our uh, podcast? Okay. Well, no, if I can't manage you, I do advise a lot of women who come to me. Um, And you can reach me at, um, on Twitter and Instagram at I'm, I am Cheryl Stabler and that's Cheryl with a C. Um, And the Unshakable Women podcast, come and tell your story, um, especially if you're an artist. And I tell that, I allow people tell their story weekly and that's at Unshakable Women um, on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. It's really good. She brings some really cool people who have, I mean, definitely inspired me. And it's nice and quick and it's a good, good food for thought. So thank you so much. I love you. You're yeah. always so wonderful. She's, she's, Cheryl is really, really good people. And um, I love yeah. you more. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, yes. So, Will, this is, this is, we have two more. I think we've got two, two more, more episodes. We have two more episodes yep. before we take a little bit of a hiatus. But uh, we hope everybody's hanging in. We know that still a lot is going on in the world. Um, This is, you know, we didn't spend too much time talking about the world. We just sat in the art, which I love. (laughs) But we do do want to, you know, stay mindful and and let everyone know to stay encouraged as we we go through this. Yeah, we'll get through it. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, thank you for being here. This This has been great. Yeah. So we'll see you all next week. Next week. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3MBpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.